0: Are you the type of person who's ready to take control over your life? If so, you've come to the right place. We're here to have a frank conversation about the practical skills necessary to adapt, survive, and succeed in almost any of life's situations. Hey folks, welcome to the Street Smarts for Life podcast. My name is JC Owens, I am your host, and let's get started with today's conversation. It's time for another podcast. Hey there. How y'all doing? It's a very windy day here in the Rockies. And today I want to talk about a subject that I think is important. It's on a lot of folks minds with recent orders due to the coronavirus. But we're going to talk a little bit about sheltering in place. What does it mean for the average household to shelter in place during a crisis situation or a disaster? Many are familiar with the occasional shelter in place orders when a criminal is at large or a crime is in progress in an area, but what does shelter in place during a national emergency really mean and what are considered non-essential personnel and why heed these orders? First of all, it's for your own safety and the safety of others. Let's face it, public safety is out there doing their job, trying to take care of their business and they don't need any additional complications created by those who choose not to follow orders. What do you need to do? What are the parameters of shelter in place? What are the provisions that maybe you should have on hand? One of the things we're learning through this crisis is that many folks did not have provisions on hand to properly shelter in place. And that's why the grocery stores are all empty. I always find that it doesn't matter where you live in the country, whether you're living in a disaster prone area or not. Having the proper provisions on hand to shelter, to hunker down, whatever you wanna call it, may be the difference between a good or a bad experience. If you were to go into my stock room, you would find that I have enough water for at least 30 days. Actually more, probably up to 90 days. I usually have about 20 cases of water on hand, water that we don't ever touch. And I will recycle that water to the effect that If we use a case of it, I'll replace it. I don't want it to sit there too long, especially when it's water. If you look in my food storage area, you're going to find that I am well accommodated with lots of food, but the type of food that I have for sheltering in place is much different than the weekly groceries that I'm going to purchase. It's all organized into tubs. I have enough food to keep folks going. At least five families. Now I don't expect any of you to go to that extreme. That's just my plan what I think everybody should have is dried foods, canned foods, the type of foods that do not perish, the type of foods that you can rely on being there if you have a situation and problem that you are required to stay in your home for an extended period of time. With dried food, naturally you need plenty of water on hand and there's no guarantee that during a crisis or an emergency that the water system's not gonna go down. There's no guarantees that the electric's not gonna go down. Now, hopefully during this crisis, the coronavirus, we're not gonna see anything of that nature. But if you talk to somebody who's been through a natural disaster, they will tell you that electric and water and even cell phones can go down. You don't have a lot of communication with the outside world, so I always figure a good portable radio. And I have emergency radios and you can buy them online. Go to Amazon and you'll find those and they're not that expensive to have. But it's always good to be able to have contact with the outside world through some type of device that will get you news, weather, crisis situation, information that's taking place and being put out by the professionals and public servants. As for sheltering in place, you need to have a lot of things on hand. Let's face it, if you have children, it's a whole different dynamic. You not only have to have enough supplies for them, but I find it's often good to have some treats. So keeping a few bags of candy on hand or something of that nature is not too bad the water goes down, you're going to have to really learn how to conserve water, to boil water, to even recycle water. As you know, toilets will flush if you fill them with water. But do you really want to waste your good water to flush your toilet during a crisis situation or emergency? If it's in the winter and you live in an area that is prone to cold, what do you do on the cold nights when the temperatures drop down below freezing? That's very important to consider. So. Everybody's preparedness plan needs to be based upon where they live, the elements. Many people prepare, but they find that they didn't prepare for certain aspects of that. And like I said, cold weather being one of them, heat being another one. How do you stay cool if it's a hot day and your home and your outside temperatures are 100 degrees and your inside temperatures are 120 degrees? You may have to spend some time in the basement. Technically, anything underground will stay cooler on average, and that's not a bad idea to pay attention to stuff like that, but having the proper supplies on hand is very important. Dried foods, canned foods are always going to be your best bet and have some good foods. You can survive with a bag of rice and a bag of beans, but do you really want to? There's nothing wrong with going down and even getting some of the foods that you're going to find in stores, like some of the rice meals and the noodle meals. Do not rely on frozen foods for shelter in place, emergency food, because If the electricity happens to go down, as you know, there goes your food supply, but good smart planning. Uh, I even have in my shelter in place, the food storage. I have some freeze-dried ice cream sandwiches. I know that they were big years ago because everybody found out the astronauts used to eat them, but they're actually pretty good. I enjoy those. I'll have candy for the kids. And then we have a lot of games that we could play. If there's ever an emergency or crisis and we're not able to leave this house, I will have to keep my son who is uh, right now he's 10 going on 11 and he has more energy than anybody knows what to do with, but we're going to play some games. We're going to have some board games. He's going to be put to work drawing pictures. We can't always rely on the video games and things like that, because like I said, I'm talking about the emergency where there's no power, there's no heat, there's no hell. So, Take a look at your inventory, figure out what you do have, because most of you have probably a good essential amount of things that you can utilize, but you want to figure out what you don't have, what you're lacking, and plan on 30 days. And hopefully it never comes down to ever having to break into those supplies. If you buy the right supplies, like I have the food that lasts 25 years, it's pretty good stuff. I can go in there and there's going to be different types of things and all I have to do is mix it with water, heat up, And I'm good to go for a good portion of time. That's another consideration is how you're going to cook your food. Because remember, a lot of folks have never really had a situation like when I grew up in the mountains, a lot of times we didn't have electricity or a stove. So we had to use fire to cook a lot of food. And there's some very creative ways you could do that. I think one of the best turkey meals I had was an Easter without electricity, where we had to cook the turkeys in an open fire pit. So we just buried them a lot of hot embers and coals created by oak wood. And boy, it was a great turkey. We all have barbecue grills. Most of us have gas grills. That's a good way to cook. If you don't have a gas grill, either get one or at least have some charcoals on hand because they can come in very handy. Take a look at some of the survival plans and information that you can find online. I wrote a book on it, have access to. But it doesn't matter whether You get the information from me, get it from some of the good survival specialists that you'll find online. But that information can either mean the difference between survival and not. Uh, Good experience or bad experience, plan your life. Old Murphy's law says that it will happen. Sooner or later, we're all gonna experience the situation where we'll probably have to spend a little bit of time within our houses. We're just learning the light side of that through coronavirus. But folks take the time to plan because it is going to be your best asset In any crisis or emergency. That's pretty much all I had to say on that. I'm out of here and I'll look forward to talking to you all tomorrow on another podcast. Be safe out there. Thanks for listening to the Street Smarts for Life podcast. Join our online community at streetsmartsforlife.com to always get the latest information on how to take control over your life.